A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Amazing. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to an episode of Takes All Over the Place. It's me, Julie, and I brought with me Nick. Hello. I'm here. Hello. We've had an exciting week where we discussed many things. Nick, what were our hot takes about this week? Well, to ring in the new year, we had to have a show that we all love and a show that two of us love and Julie dislikes. So we (laughs) blithered on about Bridgerton for a touch. We went heavy into the challenge, and then the old Star Wars drag race is back, and uh, we're fucking pumped. I also feel like two of you like the flight attendant, and I also didn't like that. So for all the negative Nancy opinions this week, head to Julie for sure. <laughs> we end this episode with an awesome, super fun quiz, because Nick and I are both not getting on dating sites, but if we were, these would be the questions <laughs> we had to answer. So yes. sit back, relax, enjoy. Um, I hope you're having a great day, and thanks for listening. Happy New Year! But my mind doesn't even go to neutral places anymore. It's just like violence. Which, the Cotter family and I closed off 2020. Excluding Emma, I'm sorry. You're there in spirit. Um, But my mom, dad, and I closed out the year by watching A Most Violent Year. uh, Which was a solid film with Oscar Isaac. And it felt like a great way to exit 2020 and affirm the fact that I want Oscar Isaac to enter me. I was thinking of a different movie with Viggo Mortensen. What is the most violent year? A most, I think that's Eastern Promise is pretty violent um, with Viggo Mortensen. He's been a lot of violence. A history of violence, I think. A history it. of violence. A history of violence. Yeah, yeah that's I a figured that one too. out. Um, but no, this Ooh, is... Ooh, you had Alessandro Nivola. I almost choked on my mint. <laughs> <laughs> the one time she expresses explicit thirst, she dies. I hold um, it back. No, and then it has um, Jessica Chastain, who is who does lovely. nothing for me. I, it was interesting to see this perfectly polished, sculpted face wear a terrible '80s um, hair and then don a semi-passable Brooklyn accent. Yeah, she's a mobster's daughter. This was all Bob Cotter's idea. I wanted to get them to watch The Flight Attendant, which eventually I did. Okay, let's let's go there, shall we? This is the part of the episode where I'm going to first annoy Nick and then later annoy Emma. All of our dreams. (laughs) Shall I go first or second? I don't know. Should we go boom by ya? Crashing all your dreams. Go. If you're going to have somebody who makes nothing but terrible decisions constantly, you need them to be likable. She is not likable. Why do all these people want to be her friend? I don't want to be her friend. She sucks. Is this the flight attendant? Uh, (laughs) Obviously. I wasn't sure. I was just like, is this the uh, lesbian Kristen Stewart movie? Is this Bridgerton? This is the flight attendant. Okay. I slogged my way through four episodes of the flight attendant. The back half is so great. Which I I know I've said to you before, Julie, (laughs) but continue. I'm just saying. She's not likable. Like, from the get, she's not likable, right? She's rude. She's drinking. She's annoying. She's not nice to the other people that work there. Yes, she looks amazing in her flight attendant outfit. No, I don't understand her (laughs) ombre hair, but I like it. Um, 
he's annoying. I don't know. And then she just makes bad decisions again and again. It's hard to root for her. Yeah. It reminded me of Dead to Me, the Christina Applegate, Linda Cardarelli show. Um, So as of this moment, he's still dead. She's still making bad decisions. And her gay brother is there who doesn't want to deal with her shit. And neither do I. So you're the TR knight in the story. That's a bleak oh, place. Oh, I would love to. His hair is even better than mine. Where, where so now give us your opinion of those first four episodes. Go. I mean, you can give me an opinion of the whole series. I mean, I've so watched. I've watched the entire series. Emma, I think we stopped off at four episodes. So what are your thoughts? We did, but then I did finish it last night. Way to go. Um, but in the first half, I had the same feeling I had when watching Uncut Gems, which I think I described just that like constant tension that like does not feel necessary. It's like right. it's the it's the it's hard to watch someone make a, just a long series of bad decisions. I do feel like in, I mean, the last episode was really good, and I think the second half was easier to watch for sure. It's I think there's a lot more payoff in the end. There's there's a lot more development of like what these flashes like. I feel like the first half you get flashes, but they just keep happening and they add to this frantic energy, but they don't reveal more of anything they start to reveal more in the second half and you get some actual like progress <laughs> which feels helpful so there's no progress and also i i mean a little trigger warning would be nice right like flashing back to oodles of blood the dead deer i'm not ready for any of that so then, so i was like fuck off bye i was I respect and appreciate your perspective, and I'm here to refute it with my own. So what I found immensely enjoyable about The Flight Attendant, as did 98% of critics, is that <laughs> is that perhaps I'm just mired in like trauma porn right now because uplifting stuff, I just find grating at the moment because I'm like, where's the joy? Where's the fun? And I know this is a podcast about well-earned joy, but like I'm trying to earn it hard right now. And I sometimes like just washing myself over with this sort of your eyes look like they're about to I'm, set fire to my I soul see Adele. If you're telling the truth. <laughs> I'm telling the yes. truth. This is my opinion. No, the critics, 98%, <laughs> audience score 67. So I know. I found that kind of brutal. Anyway. Those of us who don't say incalcrating or whatever you said earlier gave it a fucking D. So um yeah, 67% is a D. Well we're all trying to get that D however we can. So what I found enjoyable about it, and I think it is way more suited to a binge watch for sure, because I watched it all in one night. See, Were you watching this every 10 seconds? Were you pressing forward? <laughs> no, and that's what I found so enjoyable is that I did not need to. I was fully engrossed snacks? in the story. No, I was not. For whatever reason, for having... an entire evening of an eight hour watch, you didn't eat any food. <laughs> I was in bed. I was going to get up and go down two flights of stairs. Am I Olympian? Jesus, not Simone Biles. So I watched it in an eight-hour stretch, found it very enjoyable. The latter half is the big payoff. And once the character who's also in Sabrina, the Chilling Tales, is sort of like the devil lady, um, I'll look up her name presently. She plays The one Miranda? who's following her, Miranda? Miranda, yeah. Well, you know how in Lost like and Heroes, you're like, oh, we're going to get some answers, and then you just get more questions? That's what it started to feel like. She went to the funeral more questions all right if you tell me it has a payoff i'll finish it so it had a payoff for me it's michelle gomez who's quite delightful and exceptional especially in the last four episodes and i do feel like it genuinely has a payoff for me but i really like flawed characters who never get their shit together for whatever reason perhaps it's because i am one and it's like seeing myself on screen which is quite gratifying for me but i did not mind the fact that it was constantly tense that there were all these like 
you know, supplanted memories, sort of surrealist imagery going on as she continues to have conversations with dead people. And I found it enjoyable, fast paced, fun. I did not mind this highly stylized sort of fast paced, meaning quick cuts, but the story doesn't move very quickly because I'm four episodes in and I don't know anything I didn't know in the first episode. Yeah. I guess she's we just still drunk. They're annoying. <laughs> it's well done. It's super stylized for sure. Oh, it's but, very slick. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Have you guys seen rounders ever? Mm-mm. It's Edward Norton and Matt Damon gambling, uh, Belker and John Malkovich with the worst Russian accent ever. It's a great movie, <laughs> but Edward Norton's character is flawed throughout, but yeah. I still love it. But that, that tension of watching people behaving badly, it's tough. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. Especially when you're codependent, because I can't handle it, so stop doing it, because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Please. The talking to dead people starts to turn into a little bit of the therapy that she needs, so that's where you start getting progress, and it's not just the same bad decision that keeps ignoring the same problem over and over. No, she has a all definite like- comeuppance. <laughs> okay. I think it's just sort of like this charismatic, charming individual who, despite her poor choices, continues to have people gravitate towards her, finally having to face a reckoning despite hitting multiple rock bottoms. And it's a difficult watch as she's, you know, cascading down that cliff of poor decisions. But once you get to the real bottom, um, it's quite nice. Like Ew. real bottoms tend to be. Ew. <laughs> I, know. I know you can Ew. see Nick shift his brain like, shifted from, oh, I said bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long, so I'm celibate still because I do not want to kill my parents um, by exposing myself during a sexual encounter. Yes. But then I, would, I was like, I feel like this warrants an explanation. therapy around that one. <laughs> Having sex does not kill your parents, Nick. I don't know who told you that. Because I don't want to contract anything that I could then spread to the shared household. So, um. But yeah, I totally see your perspective. I enjoyed it 100% immensely. I'm on the side of the critics, not the audience, because perhaps I just, you know, operate on a more intellectual wavelength. <laughs> Said the man who tried to make us watch Younger and something about Ted. Better off Ted. So the wavelength has like <laughs> massive parabolic shifts where I go Some to like MTV great show. peaks to the low lows of Younger. I like, I do like slick sort of not even emotional, weird veneers of pseudo-humans that never actually has a reward or payoff. For me, that's just high entertainment. That's art. It's pretty. I don't like to feel too much. (laughs) Lots of blues and greens, very pretty colors. Yeah, maybe I'll like Wonder Woman. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard that's all Just get you a kaleidoscope, and you can just look at the little kaleidoscope (laughs) and see all this. Maybe that's the next part of my therapy. (laughs) Quick cuts. I think I'll like it better than having to like vocalize all of my fears and then listen to that on loop. That was a fun month. (laughs) Do you not have to do that anymore? No, I feel better. Did she tell you you could stop doing it? I feel better, Julie. <laughs> right. That's once again, are you listening to the lawyer or are you making up your own rules? I'm Kaylee Kuoko, <laughs> I think is what we're learning. <laughs> I'm the flight attendant. <laughs> All right. Now to piss off Emma. Yay. Bridgerton, huh? <laughs> Why Get don't you go me. first this time? You want to go first? Did you watch uh. it, Nick? I did watch it, yeah. You did? Again, all in a night. Yeah, we all watched it. I actually had a successful week of watching things. <laughs> the bar is here. Well, from what I know, Emma really liked it. I don't know where you stand, Nick. I enjoyed it. I'd like it. to say I got very lost in it, and I yeah. liked the feeling of being lost. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a very transportive show and that it creates this entire culture and this world of a time where vaccines don't even exist. So we don't have to worry about them denying their efficacy or existence. And 
it's delightful. We grew up watching a lot of Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice, Regency things. So this felt very in that sort of childhood milieu. And then sex Which scenes. I don't think is where we lost Julie because she's also on that page. I know, I know. She was pointing at herself <laughs> aggressively. Um, but I thought it was fun. I love Jonathan Bailey. He's great in Crashing, which is a Phoebe yes. Waller-Bridge show pre-Fleabag and everything else that she did. Wait, who does he play? He He's played the, the, brother. the eldest oh. brother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Didn't remember him. That's great. <laughs> so he's an out homosexual, which we love to see. Oh, he in recently, real life? Oh. In real life, yeah. He recently won the British version of a Tony. Um, no one cares. But he <laughs> um, kissed his super hunky boyfriend while he was accepting his war. He gave an impassioned speech about LGBTQ visibility. And that was super lovely. And it was just like, all right. You almost don't hate him because he's so pretty. Almost. Um, but yeah, I thought it was super enjoyable. I wanted there to be more gay stuff. I was told there was gay stuff and I was like, okay, well there was about cumulative 15 minutes of gay stuff and not among the main characters. I I would say one second. 15 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) What a, there was like quick cut and then there was a little bit of discussion. (laughs) No, of like the explicit stuff. But I would say that character is in it. Cumulative 15 minutes. Yeah. Yes. And I I kept talking about art, I think, unless it's all. Don't rob me. So. I was Isn't everything I, an allegory for gay stuff? And, <laughs> yes. When Nick starts so talking, I, absolutely. I was full McCarthy in this situation. I was like, spot the gay. It was like my own little lavender scare. Just like, find him. we got to sniff him out. And then I thought it was going to be the brother who was having this sort of artistic thing. I was like, they're going to have a fling. And then it was like, okay, so it's just this other random dude. who's also- So <laughs> part of what I love about Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility and Mansfield Park and Persuasion is that like the sexiest moment is like when their hands touch and you're like, Oh my sure. God. So was I prepared for actual sex and ramming each other? I sure wasn't. Nope. Not <laughs> a full episode uh, of sexual awakening. <laughs> and then, you know, it's usually really subdued, right? So mm-hmm. it's modernized in that there's lots of color, lots of pop and crispness. There are people of color, which we mentioned for maybe a second or two. Yeah. So what's the point of that? Um, Either you're colorblind or you're not. And they sort of seem to straddle it like we're colorblind because this one lady, now everything's cool for some of us. Moving on. Not going to discuss yeah. it. And you're like, Shaka, what? I, you're, it's Shaka. Why aren't you? Help. Help. Yeah. Um, beautiful people. Very attractive. I get what it was trying to be. I just, I guess I'm a purist and a puritanical person who just... <laughs> Likes that. And when they're standing there looking at the artwork and their hands do touch, you're like, oh my God, do I need the permanent visual picture of him ramming her and then rolling off so he can pull out in my life? I sure don't. I'm not ready for that. I didn't want that. He's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I don't want to be there for that moment. That's not my business. Yeah. I just, I wanted to like them all more. I love, I, I love the traditional. I loved her mother. I loved Polly Walker as like the head of the evil family. Like there the, were, there's lots of the redheaded evil family or the blonde. The oh no, not Cressida, which is my favorite name. Oh, I love it. I need a cat <laughs> named Cressida now. Uh, no, the redheaded one whose husband was had no money and yeah, she didn't. Have you read these books? books? I have not, but I've read a lot of articles about them because <laughs> I was curious to know how. Well, you know, after watching Outlander and then reading the books, it's like. I, I realized that I like understanding the transference of, from source material to screen. 
I think that we understand that you are a windswept romance novel lover. I didn't even know this about myself. <laughs> I it's mean, in is our there blood. this level of ramming in the books? I don't know. Again, I did, haven't read them, but I do think it tries to be more sex positive. But it also, I think the... Um, <laughs> I like your term, sex positive, and I just keep saying ramming. Because <laughs> I, I, I think, I mean, for the most part, we focus on like a young woman's journey to sexual self-discovery, which um, by and large, it seems healthy. I think in the book, the um, the moment where she violates her husband is more uh, dramatic and inappropriate. So, like, they tamed that for the show a little bit. Violates her husband by forcing him to ejaculate within her? Yeah. How many times do I need to see their O faces? Zero. That's how many times. How many times did I? Like, 15. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Nicola Coughlin in this, who was Penelope, because she is also in Dairy Girls, and it's just exceptional. Um, I do think you should still watch that. I'll keep bringing it. Dairy I tried. Girls. I watched, like, two episodes. You have to give it a full. I watched so much of the challenge, Julie. Just so much of Did the challenge. Did you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we all found ourselves there at some point. <laughs> yes. I accidentally living... stayed up till 5 a.m. about CT and DM. Yes. <laughs> and watching a lot of YouTube retrospectives. <laughs> I mean, I've lost it a little bit. I think it is partially the reason why I'm also ready to fight people because I am like, send me in. Send me into the duel. No, I I'm... want to hit people with things so how much how much would you have enjoyed bridgerton then if it wasn't so explicitly overtly sexual and they had spoken about race in a way that mattered no just without the sex stuff um it's still mediocre to me i think it's good i mean i can just go watch sense and sensibility is my favorite movie of all times so i mean do i need to progress is this a frady old lady version of this Probably like, are they like, what's our target audience? 48 year old women who are sexless and live alone. Probably not. Or maybe it is. Maybe they're touching themselves and enjoying it, but I am not that person. I do think, uh, I mean, I will give the whole it? thing a B. How about that? It's not bad. I mean, no, give it you can express yourself gemstones. openly and honestly, this is not, I'm not chance. It's not true. Yeah. I am. I don't want to be afraid of the old lady, but you know. <laughs> I think not like B it is super fair. Like, I think it's not great and it is, it's mostly candy. Um, but it's, yeah, it's period romance candy, which is definitely a spot I have a sweet tooth for. <laughs> yeah, it's I was... Know, watching Emma Thompson burst into tears when she realizes Hugh Grant is not married. I mean, that's the shit I live for. So I don't think, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I mean, don't think it's a... The painting scene was probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire thing, because it, like, harkened back to exactly yeah. what I love from... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's a fair equivalency to draw between Sense and Sense. I mean, obviously it's around the same time period, but they're completely different genres in a sense. It feels like Sense and Sensibility took the turn down Sofia Coppola lane into her Marie Antoinette with sort of the anachronistic music and sort Mm -hmm. of modern pop culture influences in this dated period drama. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it wasn't great or if I'm just not the right person for it. It was still enjoyable. I watched the whole thing. You know, I, don't I wanted to know what was going to happen. shows are going to be the like top tier best thing ever. Like I think she does really good work and I think she's definitely like knows her lane and knows how to make something popular. Um and that doesn't necessarily make it like um, I will say, I do appreciate how Shonda, petty Shonda was when she tried to get into Disney World with her family and was calling, like, the ABC reps, and they evidently said something along the lines of, well, you make enough money, you can just pay for them yourself. And she was just like, I'm going to sign a $300 million deal with Netflix. Fuck you guys. Take care of your people. 
your talent. It's like, if they want that, is that the craziest request a celebrity has ever made? She's made them a billion dollars. Good yeah. for you, Shonda. Hope Netflix treats you right. And if not, tell them to eat it too. Cause they didn't teach. I may destroy you. Right. Michaela Colwell. And she said, bye. Yeah. I'm out. So yeah. We, and I wasn't even, sorry, you go ahead. Now I'm just going to go off on a whole game of Thrones tangent back to Bridgerton. Reel me in. Oh, I'm done with Bridgerton. I'm ready to go yeah. off on a challenge tangent. So if you, okay, well then game I'm going to talk about Bridgerton too. real quick. <laughs> so I respect your choices. I did enjoy it immensely. It is very much just like critical acclaim. Absolutely not. Fun to watch in an evening. Absolutely. So if that's your bag, I say hitch a ride to this little fence post. We're going to Bridgerton. That's all. Agree. I think the majority of people are liking it a lot. Appreciate it because I feel like so much of that era is sanitized and so much of what ex is expected of women. Let me explain women to you guys real quick. I feel like so much about <laughs> what's expected of women during that age and throughout all of history is to be super demure, to be super virtuous, to never be informed about the carnal aspects of- Well, you can't of, breathe. You've got a corset on and you can't breathe. Yeah, I mean, how are you supposed to learn if there's no oxygen making it to your brain? It's just they were never set up for success. So having people find out like an open exploration of sexuality, I felt to be enjoyable. It's like a little I, tear. I think the majority of people, women really, and maybe the gays, will enjoy Bridgerton. It's <laughs> soaring on Netflix. People are really, really liking it. It's a fun soap opera. There's a mystery. No, it's Desperate Housewives- Yes. Meets Marie Antoinette, meets just like gossip it's set girl. in the same time period. Of, yeah, Gossip it's Girl. Gossip and it's girl. set in the same time period of Sense and Sensibility. And Plunkett and McLean a little bit. Is Which that a crime show seen. starring two dogs? Because that's Johnny, what it sounds like. Johnny Lee Miller and Robert Carlyle. <laughs> it's in the Marie, Marie Antoinette vein, but much, many, many years before that. Very sexy. See, I like that one. Very sexy. They did the same thing with modernizing the music. They are criminals who pretend yeah. to be royalty and rob people. Oh, yeah. that down. I got to watch that again. I love that. <laughs> no, but <laughs> as my art history teacher the instructs me. The podcast has brought me joy. I'm just all by myself. Just, just me and Maganja. Um, that's a line <laughs> from Roseanne. From? <laughs> it's from Roseanne. Jackie and Roseanne get high one time. And Roseanne's talking to herself in the bathroom and she pulls back the curtain and Jackie's in the bathtub with her clothes on, no water. She's like, it's just me. I'm just me and Maganja. She's like, am I in the sink? Am I shrinking? Oh my God, I remember that so vividly. And I for some reason, it's so lived long. in here forever. <laughs> That's all I got. It's just me and Maganja. And she like closes the curtain. Can we briefly touch, touch on the challenge and then we'll move yeah. on to this week's yes. hottest I mean, topic. it's been going on for 36 seasons, which was news to me. <laughs> I know, but like four seasons a year or... So obviously we all love CT and DM. Rest in peace, DM. Sorry. Except the year she's there going through menopause. Have you seen that season? Is that so like the, everyone's yeah. so nice to you, but you're such a bitch. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm going through menopause. <laughs> I remember seeing the the, uh, the challenge. <laughs> I remember seeing the challenge when. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, Emma! I when I, I go deep, I go deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> strap in. I, like I said, on. I have not slept. <laughs> I don't mean a slow clap. I mean a real clap. That's amazing. Anyway. Who do you like on the challenge, Nick? Are you a West person? You like Johnny Bananas? You like CT and DM? I don't like, like any Nani? of them. What? No, I do not appreciate. I think this is how I learned to dislike men and their intentions because <laughs> I've never trusted them in the series. I never found them heartwarming. I like Ace. I think Ace is a good egg. So I, I'm most familiar with the contestants who have OnlyFans sex tapes or nudes leaked. And... <laughs> So I'm familiar with Dunbar because he's done a lot of work. I'm familiar with Brad because his recently 
made it onto the interwebs. Um, CT never, which is kind of disappointing, but we'll get there. <laughs> what about Frank? I hate Frank. Frank doesn't. Johnny Bananas has a sex day, but it's quite disappointing. Um, but also gratifying because he's just so poor in all regards. And yeah, he's, he's so just bad. such a cocky asshole. And he, you know, exposes his ass often. I don't know why straight people do this, but it is a trend where they'll just get in groups together and just flash their asses. And it's like, what's happening here and why? And it's because that's the only thing he has of value. He doesn't have it's- intellect. He doesn't have compassion. He does not have girth. He does not have length. He does not have stamina. He does not have the will to survive. (laughs) He does have the ability to assault people, though. He, like, after he wins a challenge with Ev, he, like, grabs the back of her head and makes her kiss him. And she is a lesbian. And you can tell she is grossed out. Uh And then in other challenges, he's just grabbing people and hugging and kissing them. And just, like, that would not be, that Johnny Bananas cannot exist in 2021. He would not exist right now in Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's not. What is this season? Uh, Gulag. Oh, double agents. Double agents. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't feel worse about myself that I'm more excited to watch the challenge. You know what I mean? I'm like, I like Pride and Prejudice where you just brush nails. I'm like, fucking kill him. (laughs) CT, rip his head off and spit down his throat and tell Wes to stuck it. Um, There was, I did finally remember, there was a challenge that like freaked me the fuck out. They had to get their heart rates down to a certain yes. level before they're dropped down yes. to bungee jump. I was like, oh my God. And that's when I learned I have a resting heart rate of 100. <laughs> Mine's 40. They always think I'm dying. I like it. Happens. <laughs> and then know? I like purposefully slow it down even more to fuck with them. I love it. Oh my I'm God. like, don't bother getting the finger prick. My, my pulse is entirely too low for it to be read that way. <laughs> like, okay, bitch. So they put it on. I take a couple deep meditative breaths and they're like, oh, it's not registering. I'm like, I told you. So then they're like, you have a resting heart rate at 38. You're in bradycardia. I'm like, am I Dr. Gray? Am I? Hollow veins. <laughs> yes, my hollow bed bones. <laughs> no, I remember that one because that's when Tanya is starting to lose her mind. and Someone else can't get their heart rate down and CT drops his to like 54. Easily. Oh, He's a monster. So <laughs> I love really him. Is. I sent you both a video of him dog walking Johnny Bananas, though. That is the best. He's wearing him like a backpack. It really, we'll that put it is on the website. The clip of champions, you're like, oh, that's got to be the most humiliating thing that's ever happened to you. It's, I just, hope. it's stunning. It's stunning. Like, it's not a contest. Like, he just stands up and carries him. And then he starts like high knee walking. So he's like, oh. So let's get you in a house for six weeks. We're going to get you drunk every day. We're going to do whatever we can to fuck with you. And then at the end, we're going to try and kill you with a four-day challenge where you have to stay up all night on the glacier, jump into freezing water. I'm just like, this show doesn't make any sense. No. TJ Lavin is part robot at this point. He has a Frankenstein brought back to life. Why do I enjoy it? That's the question. I don't. It's modern-day gladiators, right? Yeah, so I watched the two seasons that were available to us on Netflix for freezies. Yeah, and then yeah. Every, this as season started. Yes, they are ter- It's where they're torturing Tanya. Poor mm-hmm. Tanya. This is what's oh. happened to me in the pandemic. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the challenge. Okay, so Derek seems like he's okay. What do you think about Derek? So Derek has a podcast about the challenge. <laughs> Yikes. He does seem like he would be that one. And <laughs> like, they are this is very well advertised, <laughs> well produced. It's like a big deal. Nice. He seems like a little bit of a CTE, a little head injury, but I like his <laughs> intensity, except the one episode 
when they yell at him to bully somebody on this this chain link fence and you think well Derek won't do that and then he does and you're just like come on Casey stupid skinny Casey trying to travel across and he starts shaking it they're you know seven miles up and then I was having really deep thoughts about it like no wonder these people are assholes right like who's the gay guy Tyler they keep throwing him in they're really mean to him Mm -hmm. and then he comes back and turns into a bully because the cool white guys think he's great you know you're just like what Leroy is the only good person on that show CT is my I, I think Landon's kind of sweet. Oh, I do love Landon. He's lovely. He runs a, a executive star. biking like thing in LA. They take you on adventures. <laughs> I really he like seems Landon. Cute. You yeah. are correct. I'm sorry. I think that he didn't do enough of them. He was like, I got what I got. I'm going to go. This was fun. Yeah, Johnny Thanks Bananas made like a million dollars off of He's this. never had a job in his life. A million dollars. Anyway, we've talked about the challenge for way too long. I hope that you will delete this <laughs> so people still like me as a person. <laughs> You're trying to understand humanity, and that's a facet of it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, watching people go from being the bullied to becoming bullies is very intense. So, heartbreak. A lot can happen in 36 seasons. <laughs> I know. And I want their puffy coats that they have this season on the challenge <laughs> in Iceland. They look so warm. So we're ready to re- move on to some, did you guys watch a RuPaul Drag Race? <laughs> yes, Indeed Julie, we did. did. So first did, of all, yes. I think we should just discuss, what do you think of this new format? Love. Uh, you love? <laughs> yes, I got to know everybody. I could see everybody perform. They were under stress, which is not great. I feel bad for them for that. I wish they had known that they were going to lip sync so you weren't wearing ice skates or shoes you can't dance in, or a dress that doesn't move. But I feel like we got to know everybody in a way we never do in the first episode. Whoever goes home first, Elliot with two cheese, um, I'll be really <laughs> sad about, but at least we got to see all of them a little bit. What'd you guys think? Yeah. Um, I do not enjoy the new format. <laughs> One iota. Um, I think it's cruel and manipulative. It's emotional warfare. And as soon as Tamisha Brown... Tamisha Iman had to sashay away after recovering from cancer and finally getting on. Tragic. Although she did give me the the best line of the entire series. The lady said, go home. <laughs> I don't I think anyone's she, going home. I think Elliot's two T's will be it. Or Joey J. So, I love Joey. Can I call my mom? <laughs> and I loved, I thought her lip sync was great. I, I mean, obviously this is super contrived, right? Because if Gottmik or... Um, Utica Queen had gone against anyone else, they would have totally lost. They would have absolutely lost. Yeah. Uh, Utica Queen can also go for me at this point. She's a little mini Thorgy, um, like Emma said, and it's be true. I liked her strawberry stick, though. That was hella cute. She looks like somebody from Strawberry Shortcake, like sour grapes plus strawberry shortcake, who forgot to glue her wig down. Yeah, I don't think either of them, like if either of them had gone up against Simone or Tamisha, they would have been gonzo in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? No, I think they already knew which queens were going to make it to the winner's circle, and the lip sync itself didn't super matter, because I had a lot of issues with the results. Well, great. Let's talk about it. All right, well, let's start with the first one. I wrote down all the opening lines. <laughs> I do appreciate that they already, like, half of them already went through their closing lines, like, their prepared <laughs> speech, except for fucking Rosé. All right, I'm going to do an opening line, and then you guys are going to guess who it is. How, how do you think about that? I love it. Sure. What you say, what you say, I'm here to slay. Lala Reed. Wow. Good for you. I wouldn't have gotten that one. 
Filler queen. Joey J. I did my homework. <laughs> that's not true. We both know that's not true. Uh, I am sickening. You the queen. <laughs> Are you even going to give Emma a chance? No. <laughs> oh, we really oh my God. I'm the first one here. I could have gone to the dentist. Oh, Rosé. Rosé. Yes. <laughs> this smacky doll's finally out of her box. Tomorrow Hall. Yeah, uh, She got one, damn it. <laughs> she got two. No, I was first on the thing. Roll back the tapes. <laughs> Let me break the ice. Denali. From the hood to Hollywood. Candy, Candy Buse. Very good. You guys, I would not have gotten <laughs> any of these. Don't let the smooth, smooth taste fool you, baby. Simone. Oh, my yeah. least favorite of all. Holler at me. I know you know me. Holler at me. I know you know <laughs> me. <Tamisha and> <laughs> yes. Time to crush the system. Got Mick. Very good. But she's not says. <laughs> I'm the queen you want to see. I'm leaving out parts Elliot of it. with two, two T's. Good for you, <laughs> bastard. Didn't your parents ever teach you not to play with fire? Now let's burn it up, Tina bitches. Burner. Tina Burner. <laughs> yeah, I think that's everybody. Very good. So, thank you. Both um, of you. So, no, no. <laughs> I think we know no, who No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so beyond the super contrived, not at all into the emotional damage that they're doing to these queens. Because how? I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race is already so stressful. How are they ever going to recover from this? Like none of those bottom queens are going to make it to the top. Maybe one. Maybe one right. will the, make it. The, I mean, I, my takeaway from this whole episode is I do not like to see sad queens. <laughs> it is so, yeah. I mean, being in the pork chop lounge was really awful. I'm sure it was really terrible for them. Think how hard they worked, how much money they spent, their hopes are up. This is going to change my whole life. Bye. I mean, it's going to yeah. happen to one. Even if they didn't do this pork chop episode, somebody still would go home. So here's my thought. Here's my yes, thought. Happy on prayer hands. Happen. Okay. Sorry. They're uneven at the moment, the tops and bottoms, because the final lip sync, Tina Burner, was the sole winner. So my thought is that they're going to vote, and then surprise, surprise, the one that gets the most votes does not lead the competition, but they go to the winner's circle. Um, I would agree with you, except in the preview for next week, they showed the winner's group getting ready to do the to do the do to do it. Yeah, and I think that the gag is going to be they do the do, they come back, who's in the room? one of the bitches who was voted off. And it's like, I'm a winner now. Well, that would be great. But these, you are right. These people are all going to have PTSD for the rest of their lives. They are. They're not going to make it through. Um, I do enjoy it. So let's get, should we go through? Yeah. So the first one is Candy Muse and Joey J. Candy Muse, I've heard a lot about. Um, I do appreciate that she immediately went into a diatribe against Aja. <laughs> like zero seconds, zero chill. The and all house. of a sudden, the former house of Aja. We have the dolls now. She's like, I might have said some stuff on the internet, but so did she. Um, well, they got to lip sync to Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Dream come true, right? <laughs> so my thoughts were, Candy was really funny, but her energy was so small, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, you're coming from a club environment. Why are you so little? She had lots of little funny quips and barbs, but they were too small. Joey was way better than I thought she was going to be. I don't hate chicken feathers, even if they molt on the stage. <laughs> I thought her energy was super dynamic. I would have given it to her, honestly, because yeah. that's a show that's going to move. But I mean, put yourself in Candy Mew's enormous shoes. She finally got on after all of her sisters have since been on the show. 
She sees RuPaul, who she apparently still adores, even though most do not and maybe should not. And she turns into a shrinking violet. And now she's just trying to survive. In that sort of situation, I do not know how well I do. Obviously, I would be in that circumstance of being on RuPaul's Drag Race. But that situation, how do you recover from that? Just she suddenly the lights seem to be lacking in confidence, though. I feel like she did, though. She I had felt her like shit together enough nervous. to press play on her boombox purse. Which was hilarious. The best bit of all time. Joey J had the cute one where there was like a course. In the, they all watched Priyanka win Canada's Drag Race, clearly, because they did the Aliak sort of the musicality notes and then playing them with little bits in nearly every lip sync. Well done, kids. You did. <laughs> but the people homework. who did it well did it really well. Did you Candy think- Muse was phenomenal. That was like, I do think that the start and stop, I thought that was the funnest bit that I noticed. And that's something that like future queens will try to replicate. It was like the first time you saw a jump split. But that uh, was the other thing. She did the Monet exchange, cross yourself and then don't jump. Oh don't yeah, that was, Monet exchange that was shitty. That was shitty. Yeah. And it only thing. worked because Monet had jump split before. You know what I mean? We were all like, oh, yeah. shit, what's she going to do now? Yeah. So you thought Candy won. I yeah. thought nobody really mattered. I mean, I would have voted. I would have personally voted for Joey because I felt you like she would have voted had them all off. heartless queen. I would have. <laughs> Are we going home? <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to the inferno. <laughs> no, I think I picked. Well, Joey just feels like every white queen who can dance. Like she dances well. I think she's good at what she does. I like the cute sticks, though. Moving on. Denali walks into the workroom looking, I think, amazing. Ice skates, long braid. What'd you think? I loved her outfit. I think the skating queen, I'm here for anyone trying to diminish Milk's presence in the RuPaul Drag Race oeuvre. Um, Her wig, I don't know, for whatever reason, that super long one, it just felt very thin to me, the wig. Um, I'm being a touch nitpicky, perhaps. Because in walks Lala Rue in, I don't know, fabric she found on the corner and decided not to hem and just wear as a blanket with like a face thing. Like, what the fuck? So that was Lana Del Rey's mask that she wore to a book signing that she repurposed for her entrance look. Because Lana Del Rey wore a mesh. Yes. I a mesh mask. Yes, I, I, I know the reference, but... Do you read the news? <laughs> Do you read the Twitter? I did know that. I didn't make that match in my mind so they get to do when i grew up by the pussycat dolls which has been done before one by coco montries yes and i thought i mean god can you imagine the panic that sets in when they're like you're gonna lip sync on this slippery ass floor in some ice skates denali won that lip sync hands down 100 percent. a hands down won that lip sync. but i was wondering if you know when your wig falls off you're automatically out so she's doing like a back walkover and her nipples are out and her I know, thing I won't that stay might... on maybe they're penalizing her for that I mean, they I absolutely think that Lala is a beautiful performer. She could have slayed over a lot of people, but I, I did think Denali won that one. Yep. To do a cartwheel, and they gave it to Robbie Turner for just walking out there and falling in rollerblades. <laughs> they give people so many props for doing a somersault, which we teach three-year-olds. I don't... Why is yeah. a cartwheel more impressive than, like, knowing every beat of the music and, like, making me live it with you? It's not for me. But, yeah, I, Denali won that one. Denali absolutely won that one. I agree. We're not in charge. So now we move on to <laughs> Simone and Tamisha Iman. Yes. Um, I thought Simone, I mean, her face is ridiculous. And add a dimple, I'm in for the rest of my life. The dimple is all I need. Not that this is the metric, but she is the most attractive girl. I think her female drag persona is so hot. Am I straight? Does this mean I'm straight? It's like watching Victor Victoria all over again. <laughs> Which is this true story of Got Mick, but we're moving on. 
so they walked in. I liked them both energetically. The Tamisha immediately. So Tamisha needs everybody to know she just had cancer, which I totally understand. And <laughs> Kimora needs everyone to know that she's wearing a Bob Mackie dress, like right now. Got your taglines out there. Not one good tagline walking in, though. Nothing that's going to stick, I don't think. Nothing no, I mean... They all have their merch out, and and that's the sort of annoying part and why UK was so refreshing is everyone comes in and is like, this is my brand now. This is what I have to do. We'll get to Rosé, but I feel like she's very carefully <laughs> curating her image so as not to be snake emojied. And because you can tell she's a bitch in New York, like not a shady bitch, just like an actual bitch. We'll get to her. Let's stay with Simone and Tamisha, man. I'm on. You're right. You're right. Right. Thank you. Because I, w- I would I will crush Rosé once we get there. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought on the runway, talking to the judges, that Simone was genuinely likable and really funny. Like when someone says, I'm a comedy queen, you're like, but you're not funny. She was sweet and funny. I really like genuinely liked her. I feel bad for Tamisha Iman. She seems old. Sorry about the cancer. Sorry your legs didn't work. And also, I mean, <laughs> perhaps it was edited out, but Simone kept saying at least a couple times said, drag saved my life, but didn't go into why. She was just like, drag saved my life. Now I'm here and I'm looking stunning. Not, here's the entire Dennis <laughs> story. So they get the pleasure principle by Janet Jackson, which is a jam of all times. I don't remember Tamisha Iman singing at all. All I remember is her dancing. Simone was living each beat, that little side laugh out of her mouth. Oh my yeah. gosh. I would go see her tomorrow and pay big bucks. I think I would just, she turned it. Yeah. I would be full Regina king not regina king who's regina from the mean girls regina george <laughs> regina george i would be kicked by her too but i'd be like one time she kicked me in the face with her massive gams and i was so stunned by it i think tamisha won i do think because you love the that. 90s dance moves <laughs> i love she came in with our jiggly caliente choreography situation she knew the moves and i know some people were like it's derivative she was doing the exact janet jackson moves and i was like first of all no hate no shade no tea but Simone and Gigi Good literally just pull up pictures of photos that they like that other designers have done and just recreate them. And I'm not saying that's not stunning, but the dress she was wearing was a copy of a Giselle dress. It was the same thing, Polaroids of Giselle, where it's like I'm taking these influences, but I'm actually just like recreating them. She knew. She had cancer. S- Simone knew every beat. She knew every She's background so sound. She knew every background vocal. Uh, she was in it. Yeah. So in walks, I think the most anticipated drag queen in a really long time and got Mick yes. coming in and she, he, they are, they, their pronouns are they. Well, I think it's they out of it. Someone said it's she in drag, he out of drag, but that they are okay, okay with they. Anyway, I don't know if the I white just face do is going to get Kool-Aid old, does. but for the first time seeing it, I thought it was amazing. Then I, dug deep on the Instagram. It looks like they always do that. So that could get a little whatever, but I liked her energy. Thought she seemed fun. Utica queen. Nope. Nope. Not for me. Nope. I feel like she is one of those people who is like a real clown, like someone who's super sad on the inside and then paints on a happy face. Like I'm a person that takes all these different fabrics and puts them on. And RuPaul's like, you're a little nervous. Cause you're real annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Utica. I don't mind her as much as you seem to, which is fair. She's very high energy, very exhausting, um, very thin, which is annoying. All things that are used to describe me. I think. Yeah. 
But um, I don't know. Throughout this episode, and perhaps she just didn't have as large of an energy or she was edited out this way, I didn't find Gottmik to be that engrossing as I've grown to know her from, like, mostly Pearl videos, if I'm honest, <laughs> was my initial uh, foray into the Gottmik world. But her paint was great. Did not love her dress or shoes. Me either. And everyone was talking. Shay was talking about how great her dress was. It didn't work. So. didn't do it for me. No. Especially after... Her entrance promo look was so grand, so regal. She didn't have shoulders in it, which wasn't a huge problem. But I don't, I don't love that sort of caramel-colored sort of soup, that whole loofah situation. Um, and I, as I said earlier, I think that anybody else could have beaten both of them in the lip sync. Got Mick and I'm not sure got Mick even won. In her body, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's very yeah. stiff. I also think she's wearing the wrong shoes, which I think is true of Olivia Lux. Also, I rewatched that one. It, it, if you're wearing the wrong shoes that you can't move in, that you were expecting to wear for five minutes and then sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I did miss that sort of the, the initial kiki. I will say that. I think that was the thing that was missing most. It'll come next week. We had a little bit of time. I'm ready. I'm ready. So they had Rumors by Lindsay Lohan, which is not a song I was familiar with. I'm sick of rumors <laughs> starting. I can't they let me breathe. Oh, my God. I was into that. Jam, when it came out, I was like, Lindsay Lohan is the next pop superstar. <laughs> Why can't they let me breathe? Ah, so good. Didn't know it. So Her musical talents are just, okay, continue. Sorry. I didn't really care about either of them. I'm glad Gottmik won because I, I feel like it's so interesting to have this new presence on the show. So we're all like and rooting for them. I didn't clock it on the show, but supposedly on um, social media, they've changed the intro for like, um, May the best woman win, or they change something. No, he with says the drag queen. He says may, may the best drag queen win, which is lovely. All right, in walks Rose, who is giving uh, me Alexis uh, Michelle vibes. Left she's giving right. me Miss Cracker vibes, a hundred percent. She looks like a supersized Miss Cracker. She's wearing that exact hair, that exact <laughs> outfit. What? I just the supersized made me laugh. <laughs> well, she's giant compared to Miss Cracker, who is itty bitty. Um, she very much feels like. I don't know. I did not enjoy it. Nothing felt authentic with her. Yes. But then in walks Olivia Lux, completely authentic, totally down to earth. I have no idea where her features came from. One of the strangest looking people I've ever seen and looks great in drag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gorgeous. And instantly lovable, I thought. I felt entitlement off of Rosé. Like, I don't know why they waited this long to have me on here. That's what. That's the story I told myself about her. And then when they're like, we're going to the stage and she's just kind of like, excuse me? You're like, girl, you're not in charge. Just do what you're told. Yeah. I wanted to go home early. I did pick her for my top four, <laughs> and I'm standing by that um, because the people I hate do well in life, unfortunately. <laughs> and, yeah, it just felt like a caricature. It was super annoying. Um, yeah, everything about her, it just felt very derivative and not super authentic. It felt like she was a prop queen that wasn't as funny as, like, even Carrot Head. And he's not funny at all. Carrot Top? What'd I say? Carrot Head? <laughs> well, he's, he's got red hair, so he's got carrots on his head. Well, so they get to the stage, and I feel like Olivia's like, look at all the pretty lights. And Rosé's like, know. why am I here? Why am I here? And she don't say you're a comedy queen and not be funny and bring in a black tooth. Like, what was that? That wasn't funny. It's it's the comedy that attractive people think they have. Yes, milk. Like, <laughs> where it's just like you're not you're you're not completely devoid of a personality. That does not mean you're funny. 
you're an attractive person who has maybe garnered a laugh or two in your life and you're like oh my god i can do it all <laughs> and it's like no you absolutely cannot i did not enjoy her entrance outfit i absolutely did not love her attitude her stick her stick <laughs> her shit was her shit was bullshit and the fact that olivia luck sent her home living for it well I wrote in my notes that it was fresh versus tired, right? Olivia felt very fresh, very young, very in her thing. And Rosé felt like tired. I've seen that before. And I'm glad that you can do Shenay turns. I really am. But I don't, I don't need to see that many of them. Not impressive. <laughs> Your outfit's not great. I thought Olivia was so endearing. I just loved her. I thought she was funny. She once again knew all the little beats and quirks. And she, she's telling the story of the song as opposed to singing along to it, right? So that's well, she got really lost engaging. in that, you know? Yeah. She got lost she in got that. Lost. Well, she I do did. like, I do love that it was the battle of the tiny purses. Um, both <laughs> of them had the little mini Lizzo purse. Um, Olivia Lux was very cute. And then on brand Rosé's was purse thirst because her hair was thirsty. Her skin <laughs> is thirsty. Her personality is thirsty. And it's Rosé. I get it. It's a wine glass. Why don't you hit the bottle like Ann Cotter knows you do? <laughs> So off to the sad, sad lounge you go. Bye-bye, Rosé. They don't even show hers until the Untucked, I think, because it's so miserable. In walks, she doesn't even have her line at the end. She's just like, No, she's so like, defeated. what am I supposed to say something? She's like, I'm supposed to be funny now? I haven't done anything, and I'm supposed to leave with a zinger? Goodbye, I think. It felt very, um, some people have war in their countries moment. When from America's Next Top Model, when I think it's Britney is slamming down. I was a minute late. It's my fucking cab driver. And Natasha's like, some people have war in their countries, though. <laughs> yeah. So in walks Tina Burner, who I instantly I like dislike. I do enjoy her. What are you talking about? She is a terrible person. You can tell. She is Nina West plus Sherry Pie equals. But wants to be... Bianca. No, her lip sync was nasty. I can't believe they showed nasty. her faking Fisting. the thing and then licking and touching. Oh my God. I know. Also, her haircut is trash. Well, it's a fireman's Absolutely hat. No, her boy hair. Yeah. While she's wearing like yellow fa- and orange again, does she only wear those colors? It doesn't look great on her complexion. You are really in everyone's skin. <laughs> I'm breaking out a little right now and so I'm a little sensitive. My <laughs> chin is bright me. red from the mask meme. Um, I thought she was domineering and annoying. I thought this whole, I was really mad. They should have paced the show differently, right? If we'd finished with Simone and Tamisha, but cause now I got fatigue, right? I'm tired from Gottmik and, and I'm having to watch these sad Queens again and again, explain like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then you get this trio of <laughs> not winners. Kimora asking everybody who made your outfit. Just hoping someone will ask her so she can say Bob Mackie. We're like, nobody cares. <laughs> And then who can succinctly explain to me why I'm so turned off by Elliot with two T's? It's her nose. I was going to say that, but I don't have a great nose either. And I don't have a great nose either, which is why we're experts in this situation. Um, No, she looks like Cecilia from America's Next Top Model. We're likable people, Emma. Well, Julie is, and I just sort of like ride her coattails. Can we not just let that one hang? Thank you, Emma, for saying we have more likable noses. Yeah, I don't know. And the sort of Elliot with two T's, I'm a white lady with absolutely no rhythm. They'll add beats and add it, and it will sound passable. Woohoo! Her outfit was hella pedestrian. I didn't mind it, though. I thought it was fine. Um, but no, she's 
tricky. Just I thought she was on. very, very nervous also. As soon as they were like, you got to go to the main stage, it was like, this is not going to go well for you. I mean, a, a three-person lip sync is sucks. It always sucks. You never know who to watch. The camera tells you who you're gonna, who's going to win. It's really hard. Yeah. And I thought that Tina Burner was... I mean, I don't know. Is drag sexual and offensive and all of those things? It yes. It can be. Is yeah. it a protest? Yes. Are we on watching this on the CW right now or MTV? Like, what do you want, RuPaul? Like, what, what do you want? Do you want it to be mainstream? Did you put him on there because it's okay? And they're like, oh, my God, everybody in New York is so sick of listening to Tina Burner talk about auditioning. Thank God she fucking made it. <laughs> Please don't ever say anything like that about me. <laughs> I, I mean, we've had a lot of battles of New York, and I think this is going to be a super fun one in that Candy Muse is just in a super enjoyable character. Whether you love her or hate her, she's a presence. I like except her. Except when she's lip syncing to call me, maybe, unfortunately. Um, they've already set up the Rosé drama. I think that'll manifest more than the Cracker Aquarius situation that they tried to make happen. Um, which never fully hit fruition. I think the Rosé and Tina Burner thing will be fun because they both seem like catty bitches who came to fight. And Rosé, and I know this because I have not been an ideal person in the past, present, or likely the future, but when Rosé was just like, yeah, no, I like Tina a lot. I don't think she likes me. Or, oh, Candy Muse, I'm glad she's here. While she's seething, it just, none of it feels authentic. She's controlling her narrative. That was and then when Joey moment, J though. was yeah, like, Joey's like, yeah, me too. Great. She that's so demolished fun. me. So fun. Yeah. And Joe, what's I mean, up with Joey J wearing a wig? I like to wear man's hair. And then she shows up in this wet blonde wig that I thought looked great. If you if you come in wet, you don't have to get wet, you know? <laughs> Tina Burner will try to make you wet as she's fisting you. Oh God, that was another <laughs> part of the thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is once again, I'm a little old lady. But I, I don't know, as younger, more sexualized people, did you enjoy that fisting and the blowjob thing? And <laughs> I didn't mind it. I really? thought she okay. commanded the stage. I think she forced the issue and was just like, I'm here. I will demolish you all because she's 27 feet tall. You think Kimora's neck hurt? That wig had to weigh 40 pounds. <laughs> it did look So really I did heavy. not. I wasn't a huge fan of Kimora until I watched the pit stop and hearing Shay and Trixie speak about her sort of change my she seemed like talentless to me so I hope she can bring something because I I don't think you could dance in that dress anyway you know what I mean that's not a dancing dress but I didn't well, see she's not gonna rip eyes. it it's Bob Mackie the Mackie dolls out of its box okay so then we go back to the sad sack lounge aka the pork chop lounge where everyone's really sad and they have a right to be, but I don't have to watch it. I don't watch these men in wigs for this whole sad sack room. And they're told they're going to have to vote one person out. So who would you vote out? I mean, it's, it's, there's a bunch of them for me. I would, I would vote Utica queen out. Um, gosh, I, I like Tamisha Aman and Denali and Joey J probably the best out of all of them. So that leaves Elliot with two T's, Kimora Hall and Utica queen. And Rosé. And Rosé. I would vote out Rosé. Easy. I don't think they're going to vote out Rosé. They won't. I don't think anyone's leaving. RuPaul is going to make this a 27-episode thing where it's like we have the initial intro, and then we've got the winners, and then we've got the losers, and they all come together, and no one gets eliminated ever. 
Well, it did say next week there were going to be new twists and turns. And I appreciate that they were like D-Dragon. Lala Ree was like, I'm the trade of the season. That says something. Because all the cute boys are in the... Uh, all the losers objectively, They're in the losers <laughs> lane. Yeah. yeah, I would say that Rosé is and Denali, I think, are the trade of the season. In I think my Joey opinion. G- well, Joey J is like cute trade. He's adorable trade. Well, I am sorry that this stressed you out way more than the flight attendant where people are being murdered, (laughs) but I thought it was super exciting and fun. And it's like there, you know, Bianca went the whole season and never lip sync ever. You know, I I love that we've at least seen everybody and there's something good about everyone's we nitpicked, but there was something great about it for me. I was just super glad. I thought it was so fun. No, it was highly enjoyable television, even though it's only been two weeks since RuPaul has been off of our TVs. Missed her. Missed that bitch. Missed that lady who told me to go home. And I stayed home because the health department told me to. And I watched RuPaul's Drag Race and I had a great time. This thing was stressful. I just, for whatever reason, have emotional connections with drag queens that I can't forge with actual people. Amen. And it was just super emotional to, like, all their dreams. Can I get an amen? You can get an amen. Can I get an amen? Despunk my balls. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the entire show. I enjoy that it was back. I get the twist. I'm glad that they're constantly elevating because few shows can survive without constantly making twists. Somehow the challenge has. I don't know. But, they you know, you always say Battle of the exes, battle the rivals. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They open it I'm up so to sorry. non-real world. You know, strangers. <laughs> You but are you the one? Hey, British people, we don't know you at all. Come on. Sorry. I don't even know anymore. No, you're fine. <laughs> it was pointless. Was it? All right, let's get in the chat and rate the sucker with some gemstones. Are you people ready? Yes. Nick. Wow. The tension got to you. Yikes. <laughs> I said 94. Emma said 92. And Nick gave it an 88. Will not rewatch. That's total bullshit. That's not a will not rewatch. It has to be in the nineties to be rewatchable. Parameter it is, yes. <laughs> okay, heard. I that is okay, a universal I not... law. Universal law. Sorry, <laughs> so sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, For everybody who can't like... see us right now, Nick has taken to um, fondling this <laughs> patch of hair in the front of his head that has now turned into alfalfa. <laughs> it's just more than I can handle. <laughs> it's like that uh, unicorn from The Office, that toy that everyone wants that Dwight buys out. Her horn can pierce the can sky. pierce the sky. <laughs> I'm super excited for next week's episode. I'm super excited. I am hella excited that Drag Race is back. Do not get me wrong. For whatever reason, it was just very emotional for me to watch all these people's dreams crushed instantaneously. I missed the initial Kiki. Everyone else said the contestants, the content, the excitement. I'm very pumped for... <laughs> I just don't know if I'd rewatch this. You will rewatch this. Someday you will want to see all of those listings again. We're going to play some games. Uh, If you couldn't tell from Julie's earlier thing, I got super into games because I have no athletic skill. I have all this competitive spirit and nowhere to put it. So where do I go? Games. Emma, tell us what's going on today, would you? Well, I'd like to get to know you both better, you know, so we can... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally known you for my entire life. <laughs> Slept in your bed till I was. So I thought that we could, you know, take a little page at a speed dating and do some uh, getting to know you questions. Uh, I mean, Julie and Emma, you both are going to end up with me. I hope you realize <laughs> that. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. If you had to pick someone, we'll make it someone who is alive currently to be for a day. Who would you be? Can it be an animal? Sure. 
oh my god then i would be josh the doodle the dog that has the <laughs> cerebellum hypoplasty and he is tap dancing his way through life and he's so happy he's like <laughs> if you have not checked out be like josh or josh the doodle on instagram um can you lick your own elbow <laughs> no one can this is just a thing to make people do stupid shit I can't do it. I had to resist. I had to like physically tell myself, do not try. You know you can't. Meanwhile, I've got both hands up. My tongue's fully out. I'm, I'm salivating. Like I'm just like, like don't do I? it. Don't embarrass yourself. I mean, look at my hair, Julie. I already have. All right. I want you to think about a time on the other side of COVID when you can travel. What's your ideal vacation? Or maybe it doesn't involve travel. Mine would be Greece for sure. Um, what part of Greece and why? Athens, because I want to see the Acropolis, mm. be into Greco-Roman architecture, and um, their economy is so shit right now that the conversion rates are mint. My answer is just to go to California and see my family. My favorite oh, beach is true. there. My favorite forest is there. You know what I mean? Like I have, I lived there not that long, but a, a little over a year. But I go out there every year, and I get to see my family, and I get to go to the ocean, and I get to go to the redwood forests, and I get to go to just my favorite spots. It's great. It's boring to go to the same place on vacation every year because, you know, you're not very adventurous, but it's awesome to know where you're going, where all your favorite things are. My favorite restaurant is there, and I have not seen my family now in a long time, so. No, I love that. You should go. Sorry, you just want to go pillage the poor people of Greece (laughs) and have sex and stuff. (laughs) I want to have meaningful experiences with my family. (laughs) <laughs> I would go with my family until someone started shaking their keys and I was like, we doing this? We doing a bump? Let's get fucked up. All right. You finally put pen to paper and write your life story. What's the name of your biography? Oops. <laughs> That's a good one. I guess mine's stolen from Anne of Green Gables. I know you think I talk a lot, but if you only knew how many things I wanted to say and didn't, you'd be really proud of me. Oh, I love that one. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so you're still in. No, it'd be, it'd be dot, 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 dot. The ambulance is on its way. <laughs> I would read that book. <laughs> Seriously. Um, oh, do you have a party trick? Like, what's your thing you pull out to impress people at gatherings? So no one's impressed, but my party <laughs> trick is I do a backbend on the dance floor because I cannot dance. And so I'll just like keep going back, keep throwing it back, and eventually I fall. I don't know. I can ghost really quickly. Um, <laughs> I, I mostly just don't show up. I think your party trick is going to parties at all. So you're casting a movie. You get to star in it. Who do you want to do a movie with? Oh, that's good. It's not about my life. I don't have to cast myself. It's no, no. Just, um, You're going to be in it. It's who you want to hang out and produce a movie with. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, is it somebody I want to make out with? Somebody really smart? Like, Dame Judy Dench is amazing. Anthony Hopkins is amazing. Yeah. Have a mentor. Have a heartthrob. Have a, you know, friend. Who is my heartthrob at the moment? It was Idris Elba. I don't know who it is now. Christian's gone crazy. <laughs> oh, can I just join Shit's Creek? Sure. Or New Girl. I would do either of those. I would love to be in either of those shows. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. I would I would play any character on either of those shows. Yeah. Unicorn Man, what would you like? Kate Winslet. <laughs> it's just why? Kate. <laughs> I love Kate Winslet so much. I don't know why I can't explain it. She seems like a very nice, boring person. 
Uh-huh. I'm into that. Because then she'll need exciting people in her life, a la me. <laughs> and then that's how I make my move. And then you're for in. what? Because if I have a... Your move for what? The inner circle. Of? Of Hollywood. <laughs> she lives in England with like her three kids and her third husband. That's why they'll never see a couple. <laughs> Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>